You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And today we're continuing our series, What is Systematic Theology 2.0, now entitled Landmines of Systematic Theology. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, didn't we change the title? <laughs> and I think where we're picking up now is what is creation, or what are the landmines in uh, creation? There's no... No controversy in this field Dude, whatsoever. I got like three pages of questions. Dude, okay, so. <laughs> you, so you came prepared. I'll just ask. I'm just gonna. Can I ask you one? Okay. Uh, I don't. What's up with the dinosaurs? Ooh, <laughs> that was not on my list. You, oh, so I'm asking you. Dinosaurs. dinosaurs? Yes. No. Oh, let me. No. 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 no, no. Let me rephrase it. Dinosaurs no. on the ark? No. 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 <laughs> you gotta break this up into multiple questions. First, dinosaurs, yes or no? Oh, okay. Dinosaurs, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, absolutely there's dinosaurs. But there, some people say no. Okay. Oh, dude, no, no, no. No? When I was in school, I had this roommate, so I did not. I went to a public school. I wasn't working on seminary, Bible college, something like that. I had a guy in the dorms. He actually wasn't my roommate. He was on our floor, though, and he he, he honestly would say it all the time. Um, now, bear, now, bear in mind, I was not a Christian, sure. so this just sounded like the craziest thing I you could imagine. He told me one time that the dinosaur bones were in the ground because the devil created the dinosaur bones to trick people. Okay. Uh, and here's what, as a non-Christian, here was my biggest issue. The devil has power to create things? I only, right. thought only God could create things. Sure. But anyway, that's what he believed. I get where he's coming from. No dinosaurs. It was just a work of the devil. Well, let's okay, say sorry. it was that's a work of God. Let's assume it was a work of God. To trick people? Now, Maybe. Okay. Back to your question. Okay, were dinosaurs alive at the same time that man was alive or before man? So we need to get... Let's come back to that question. Let's get to the really big questions here. Okay. Because that's going to play into... Sure. Uh literal figurative let's let's just list the landmines okay. okay literal figurative views right so was it a literal seven days that god created a uh, 24-hour day versus like periods of eons time. of yeah. time uh i'm gonna i hold and you know our listeners may disagree that's fine but i am gonna take the bible at, at on its face because i don't have any reason to say otherwise unless i let sure. the world uh yeah. Help me interpret the Bible, but I'm going to say that yeah, it's a 24-hour day. Now, I if I so. if I looked out to the world and I said, let's let the world tell me how to understand and let the world help me um, interpret the Bible, that's going to be problematic on a lot of levels. I want to let the Bible help me understand the right. world. And so, I think there are parts of the Bible that are figurative. We see some figurative language oh, throughout sure. Scripture, but I don't think that's in the creation account. It's it it is really tough not to take it on its word when it comes yeah. to other passages that would say they're inspired by God, that on the seventh day God rested. Right. Um, I just think I'm okay to just take it for what it says. So literal 24-hour day, yeah, literal, literal tw- seven days. Literal 24-hour day, literal seven days, which yeah. then then that takes us to the gap theory. So, yeah. Tell so us about the gap theory. So I don't know if I can explain it the best, but supposedly there's a theory that after God created the earth, but before man there was a huge gap. Right. So then oh, all the dinosaurs lived in there, which sure. doesn't, I have to look at my Bible, doesn't, don't the living creatures get made on the same day that man gets made? I thought so. so Eve me, comes later. Yeah. Yeah. But, hold on. Let me just pull it up. So anyway, the gap theory is a whole bunch of time passed. That's where the dinosaurs would have been. You're just checking off your questions with So joy. are you a gap theory guy? No, no. You think def- there's this large gap? Definitely not. Before man was created, I'm just looking really fast to see. Let's see. Then uh, the lights. I'm going through this really rapidly. Okay, so then God said, let's see, what day is this? Then, so the fifth, so evening, 
And morning came on the fifth day. So it's the sixth day yeah. starting in verse 24. Yeah. Then God said, oh, so birds were created on the sure. fifth day. So and the we already got, birds. We got, we got birds and fish. And then uh, verse 24, then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And this is the same day that God is going to create man in his own image. Right. Let us create God in our image. Um, so the gap theory, if you're trying to cover dinosaurs, that's tricky because that says it's on the same day. And if it's even huge eons of time, I don't know. I I, I just am okay to say literal seven days, 24-hour days. I think dinosaurs and man coexisted. You know, so I struggled. Um, I believe that dinosaurs and man coexisted. And people go, oh, these guys are idiots. Well, okay, whatever. But... I remember going to the Ark Encounter. Oh yeah. And I remember going, wait a minute. I like I'd never really thought if dinosaurs and man coexisted and God saved all the animals on the ark, then the dinosaurs would have been on the ark and people say, How is that possible? And those answers to Genesis guys have tons of answers. I don't know. Sure. It was pretty convincing though. So like the, that's a the good answers in Genesis guys say that dinosaurs were on the ark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they have and they, they have they talk about kinds. Each according to his kind, sure. and so it's like not like every single dinosaur, but like the genies. Let's see, phylum, genus, species. Go back to my yeah. science. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they make an argument that the dinosaurs were on the ark, and they actually had a lot of evidence that showed, like trying to show the flood coming rapidly, and the yeah. dinosaurs. Like they do a pretty good job. It's a pretty compelling argument that they make there. Do you think the answers in Genesis guys get everything right? Um. I feel like our I've, listeners could have the potential of going there and just saying, well, they must know, and just trusting them. Here's what I would say. I would say they put forward a very compelling argument at the Creation Museum and at the yeah. Ark Encounter. Good, compelling argument. They use it uh, as a gospel presentation, yeah. which I appreciate. Those guys are very passionate about it. I sure. would say, um, you know, use some discernment, measure it against God's word, right. ask God about it, but they do a really good job. With their arguments, sure. So, is it? Uh, am I absolutely concerned they have everything right? No, I'm not positive they have everything right, but That's I don't know what's. Experience. I don't know what's wrong. Sure. And on top of that, like the only thing I would, it was helpful to go. How much do I trust the Bible? How does this really? And it plays into the rest of the Bible. Right. But the only thing I would say is, don't get so wound up on one uh, area of our theology. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no different when people get so wound up on the end times that sure. all they're ever doing is going to every future prophecy type yeah. conference, and they're forgetting that prophecy was also truth telling back then, and a lot of that has been fulfilled yeah. in Christ. And don't yep. get so hung up in one area or uh, soteriology, and the guys sure. who are like caged Calvinists, and so yeah. okay, you got caged creationists, like <laughs> everything is about that. Like, we okay. should just at least at the end of the day just agree that God created everything. Yeah. Sort out the rest. But I will say, if you get a chance, uh, and they, they don't sponsor the podcast sure. at all, but it's a pretty good experience. I've I'd gone like a couple go. of times. It's really good. I haven't gone. I'd like to go. I mean, I got a little boat here on my shelf. A boat. I've got an <laughs> ark on my shelf that's made from, it's like a little cool deal. Uh, young Earth, Old Earth. Uh, well, I just told you that I'm, if I think it's a literal seven days and all this yeah. stuff, then that puts me in the Young Earth camp. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to... I mean, these things are things I hold pretty loosely. Yeah. Uh, 
So well, if it's a young Earth and not an old Earth, then uh, did trees in creation have rings? Did uh, Adam have a belly a, button? Uh, yeah, there's so many. The belly button this. question. The big belly button <laughs> question. Okay, I'm gonna start with the rings question. And you got what? So you didn't answer young Earth, old Earth. You're saying? Oh yeah, young Earth. Young Hello. Earth. Okay. Okay. So the ring question. This is how I'd approach that landmine. Uh, I would say that God created um, a world that shows evidence of maturity. Sure. Okay. So what I and the proof I would use to that, the only proof I can use to that, I suppose, uh, for sure, is that he created an adult male. He did not create a baby male or a, right. an embryo male. Sure. He created an, an adult yeah. that would have evidence of having gone through puberty, meant, yeah. having grown up. Right. So, so if he created an, a, a person with the evidence of age, could he have created an Earth? With the evidence of age. So that's why I don't have a problem with when we do Geiger counter stuff and we measure right. this or we find this out or that out and the earth seems old. And then if that's the case, if it's showing, let's say, let's say you just made a tree and it wasn't a seedling that took forever to grow. It right. was a tree. Right. Well, could that tree have had rings like every other tree that would grow up over yeah. time? Sure, I'm okay with that. The belly button question is interesting because that would suggest that Adam had an umbilical cord right. that got clipped and then he has an in ear and outie. Or none. So, uh, none of this really matters in the big scheme of theology. It does matter. <laughs> but I've heard stories of people getting really wound up about this. But uh, he maybe God created him with the evidence of having the umbilical cord clipped. I'd be totally okay with that. Sure. Maybe he didn't. I'd be totally okay with that. But think about it for the kids. So Adam and Eve have no... Right. No uh, belly buttons. And the kids have a belly button. They're like, what? It's like yeah. a dimple when the parents are at dimples or whatever. Sure. Well, I'm going to be pro-tree ring and anti-belly button. Okay. Don't think there was a belly button. That's your take on That's it. That's my take. All right. For what it's worth. Landmine city. Uh, speaking There's of, a lot of landmines. Speaking of landmines or maybe things we don't really think about, uh, were there two creation accounts? Oh, that's actually a really good academic. So I never thought about this till I went to seminary. Thank you, seminary. And I had an Old Testament professor, Dr. Greg Watson. I'm sure he's listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah, of course he is. But for my Old Testament class, I thought we were just going to look through the whole Testament. But we spent like four weeks talking about the creation account in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. This is for your survey of Old Testament, like really drilled in. But he really drilled in and said, where is the break? And is there a break here in the pericopes? Most Bibles put a pericope break at 2 verse 4 where it says, these are the records of the heavens and the earth concerning their creation, blah, blah, blah. And so he's saying, is this a continuation of the creation account in verse 1, or is this a separate account? Kind of that old earth, young earth, or what, kind of, you know, what, well, so I think it's gap this. theory type of stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I don't know where Greg Watson, Dr. Watson stands on that. Uh, and he'll probably, if, I'm sure he's not listening, but... Uh, Dr. Oh. Watson, if you're listening, you know, reach out and um, we'd love to have you on the know. podcast. Yeah, we'll interview you on the podcast. He's not listening. Anyway, uh, I see this a little bit like I see John chapter one, verses one uh, okay. through eighteen, the beginning. Okay. What you have in John chapter one, if you if you if you just hit pause for a second and realize you have the thirty thousand foot overview given at the opening. And it's basically like the the prolegomena or the the introduction. These are the things Mm -hmm. we're going to see. And then you see all of that stuff um, play out as you go through John. So, like, here's a discussion about, you know, just all, and and so all that starts to play out. Here's Jesus, here's this. But then when you get to verse 19, then it picks up in the story. Sure. 
It says, okay, now the introduction is over. I think that Genesis 1 is not an introduction, but it's a, hey, where did all this stuff come from? Right. And the focus is on God. Yeah. God it said is. this, do this, this is what God did. And then you have, I mean, yep. he made man in our image and he gave some time to it. But then to help continue out in this story, because the Bible is not a book only all about God. Sure. It's a book about the relationship between God and man. And eventually, quickly, it becomes the broken relationship between God and man. Yes. Then the entire story is the God redeeming the relationship, restoring it, redeeming it, rebuilding it uh, through all that God does. And it's a relationship between God and man all the way to the very end where the, the, in the very end of Revelation, it's the relationship between God and man beautifully restored better than how it started. Yeah. All to God's glory. So this isn't just a book about God. It's a book about God and man. You get to chapter 2. And I think the first part probably falls in. Well, I think the number, the chapter doesn't start in the right spot, but I would say either including verse four or after verse four, probably including starting at verse four. I think now is going to say, okay, we're going to drill down more yeah. and tell you about the other character right. in the story, humanity. Right. Okay. The first one's about God, and He created yeah. all this stuff. The second part's about humanity, and the story just then picks up from there. What I love is, you know, we've talked on the podcast before how at our church we use the Christian Standard Bible, but when I was working through this assignment, I saw that the English Standard Version actually separated uh, chapter two, verses one through three, as its own pericope, talking about the Sabbath. Oh, that's and yeah. I know that in the original translations, we didn't have verse numbers and pericopes and all that stuff, but it really helped draw my attention to the Sabbath and the importance of the Sabbath. So you're saying like the publisher, yeah. the publisher put a little heading over that, yeah. Which again, not inspired, but no, that is helpful. But it, but I think you're right. It, it's a continuation. It's not that there's two creation accounts, but you see kind of a shifting. Of gears here out of the creation of the world and creation of mankind well, and man's role because that's what we go into the temptation the fall sin's consequences and so forth the first two chapters are really this big setup for yeah. the inciting incident the mm -hmm. conflict in the fall yeah. that's the reason for the whole story moving right. forward right right the whole thing so now i don't think it's too Okay. Creation accounts. What else you got on your list? How uh, are we doing, man? This is a so speaking this of, is a high speed podcast. Speaking man. of creation My and God's getting hot. God's view of creation. <laughs> Wait, do you think it's two accounts? No, I think it's a continuation and it's a shifting okay. of gears. I'm just yeah. putting you on the record. Here. No, I know. I'm, that's what's great about asking the questions. I'm trying to like. <laughs> um, but creation now. Speaking of creation, did God's view of creation change after the fall? Do you think the fall happened and God was like, ah, oh, I messed that's up, the, man? That's <laughs> like, the Wayne Grudem question. I know where that comes from. That's Wayne that Grudem's question. That is one of the questions, it? discussion questions in the back I, of chapter four. About, you're like, what's up with this question? Because yeah. I'm going through a systematic theology class. Uh, so I think his view was, first of all, everybody. so I think it's not right to say that his view was everything before the fall was good and everything after the fall was bad. But that's what it says. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. It says you I know, created this and it was good. I created better, that and it was you good. You know better. <laughs> you had a class with Dr. Watson and I know Dr. Watson taught you better than that. So it says when we when we actually read it, it says he created this and it was good and he created that and it was good. And it goes through, he sees each day at the end of the day and he saw that it was good. Then he creates uh, Adam and he says it's very good. And then I'm looking for the line here um, when he creates Eve. Let's see where that's at. Where he says, uh, the Lord, it's in chapter 2, right? I think so. I'm trying to find it to I'm you. skimming. When he but. sees that man, he said it is not, oh, here it is, verse 18. Chapter 2, verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Uh, I will make a helper corresponding to him. And, and 
that's when we get the discussion of how Eve was created. Mm -hmm. So God saw in chapter 2 that something was not good. Right. And that then caused him to create Eve as a helper. And then he, by the way, he's like naming all the creatures and looking for the suitable helper. And so the view that God had at the beginning was, wow, this is good. It's an assessment. but. Man being alone is not good. Yeah. And then the view that he had of creation after the fall is that he now sees... So all of creation was cursed in the fall. We read about that right. in chapter 3. So now when God sees creation, he also has to see with it the curse and sin, okay. the rejection. But that doesn't mean that the man has lost the image of God, although it's tarnished because in Genesis 5.3, when Adam has a child, he now has a child in his own image. Mm-hmm. Right, So now it's a tarnished image that includes this rejection piece that then God is redeeming. Right. So I think when God looks at creation before the fall, he doesn't see the curse and sin. Okay. When he looks at the creation after the fall, he does see the okay. curse and the sin, and he sees that on us. But when he looks at us, if we're redeemed by Christ's blood, he sees the righteousness of his son, and now, right. now he's not seeing that sin. Yeah. Good bad might be too black and white. Sure. And so I think if we get to the details of what God's God's seeing, I think that's right. helpful. He, d- his, he sees the different aspects of creation. Yeah. But it wasn't that he was necessarily disappointed. or I think disappointed is probably a fair descriptor, but I don't think when he looks at creation now, he says everything in creation is all bad. Right. And I think sometimes we, we understand the concept of total depravity when we get sure. to soteriology, meaning... Oh, everything is the worst it can possibly be at all costs, and everything is horrible, and we're the most wretched of all time. And that's not what total depravity means. It doesn't mean that we are the worst possible humans we could possibly be. It means we have the absolute inability to save ourselves. So, along those lines then, kind of creation-related, did God preordain the fall? Oh, I kind of opened that up. Um, I'll say it this way, because I don't know. That's a tough question. Did he... So your question is... Did he plan for man to mess up? Was that part of the plan? I'll say this much for sure. I'll say this much with certainty. There's no way that surprised him. Sure. Which means even before he ever created anything, he adamantly knew that was going to happen. Otherwise, there was stuff he didn't know. Right. So the question is, did he design it in there? Right. That's a complicated, really big mental, (laughs) get your head around, twisted situation. But for sure I know that he knew it was going to happen. He created... Yeah. He created the world. He and was he knew not it was going to happen before he created the world, right? And he knew before. So it's yep. like, I knew it was going to happen, and I created the world anyway. All Jesus, the cross, redemption, all all of it was in God's mind before, before he created, laid the foundation of the world. So uh, that then leads us to, did God create evil? Right. Right? Well, wait a minute. Did he create evil? A big, big philosophical, complex issue. How do we deal with the problem of evil? I I think it was Sproul. Lots of people have said this, but the problem of evil is often said to be the Achilles heel of the Christian faith. It's just this tough, tough deal. Sure. Um, And so I would say it this way. uh, Evil is a description of an action. Right. So it's it's a adjective, maybe. It's not a tangible thing. It's a description of a thing. So the thing is rejection of God. Yeah. And God didn't create rejection of God. You could say maybe he allowed rejection of God, certainly. Um, so then this is a description word for rejection of God. So everything out in the world 
it falls in that category in some way. Now, there's other kinds of evil that people would say, like, uh, natural catastrophes, yeah. right? That wouldn't be, like, rejection of God, but a result of the fall. Did God create that? Did God? And people really have to wrestle through this. Um, I'm not trying to dance around it. I just really I don't find anywhere where, where God is the responsible party for the fall. Right. But it didn't surprise him. It brings sure. him more glory. Um, and so we have to be okay with it in some way on that front. Yeah. Right? Tricky, right? It's tricky. How about you? I noticed you have an answer. <laughs> no, I, I I feel the same way. You know, I, I think part of creation, part of having, um, going through that rightly is there, there has to be the avenue, right? There has to be room for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was definitely part of the plan, like you but, said. But, okay, so people go, wait a minute, wait, and they get all wound up about it. They want... People, there are sometimes people will want to say, well, they, they want to either get God off the hook or put God on the hook right. on all the stuff in the past. But then when it comes to all the stuff in the future, right. they want 100% absolute certainty. Yeah. God, right. Satan doesn't have power. This thing, this thing. Yeah. And like, you know what? It's, you kind of can't have both. Either right. God is completely sovereign right. or God is not. Right. Right? So, so you want him sovereign in the future, but you're not so sure about his sovereignty yeah. in the past. Hold so. the phone. It's the same in both. So I'm going to go with say. God is sovereign, and <laughs> he, he had the whole thing rigged. He had a plan in place. So What other landmines have we not covered? I think that's it. Oh! I think those oh, are the big ones. This one's a good one. The the I think it's called the Moses Controversy is the documentary. Oh, yeah. And it's the, the reality that sometimes we forget that things are still being, some things are still being created. Yeah. In that particular film, they said God that's a movie. gave... Uh, documentary. The Exodus, the Moses controversy. It's the second one. Yeah. I think there's a third one now. Anyway, uh, I went and saw that with Jared Jenkins, and we were we were both just enamored by this idea that like God created an alphabet. Yeah. For Moses. Yeah. To use so that he could actually start writing differently than using right. all of the little pictures like the Egyptian right. alphabet. Yeah. They didn't. Where did that come from? Right. How did how did that get written in? Hebrew, right. when he left Egypt, like God well, said, so, no here's either. some creation, here's this, yeah. and here, that's fascinating, yeah. fascinating stuff. That's these awesome. are, I think these are the landmines Those in the, the big creation ones, for account. Sure. I, I'm trying to think of some others. If we're missing, send us an email, let us know what we missed. You can't, so people have let me know, you can't email us because we don't ever give an email address. But oh. you can use the communication form okay. on saltybeliever.com. Do we have an email address? Not I don't really. know, I don't know. But we have a communication form. Yeah, and that sends an email, so that okay. probably has an email address, but I don't know it. So if you found one, go to our website, fill out the form. Saltybeliever.com, fill out the form. What landmines are we missing? And you know what? Somebody's going to hear the podcast, and they're going to go all banana ship. Go, oh, what? blah, 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 blah. That's what we want to hear. Go ahead yep. and just feed us that so we know what, where are these landmines that we can yeah. see and talk about. Then we'll cover that in another episode. Maybe we should, maybe we should solicit... Uh, emails. I think we should. Okay. What are the theological landmines? What are the topics we're covering? Do we have an outline? Uh, what are the theological kind of. landmines, the things you get wound up about, that you debate with your friends about, that so, you disagree with in theology, or that you... Coming up, argue. we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about angels, Satan, and demons. We're going to talk about what is man, what is sin. Okay. Those are some handy topics. Ooh, Satan and demons. There's got to yeah. be some landmines there, I'm right? Thinking. Ooh, we've talked about that. Binding up Satan or doing yeah. this or doing that. Is yeah. Satan all powerful? Can he read yeah. thoughts? Oh, there's so much there. What Angel are, languages. What else is? Oh, 
tongues, yeah. miraculous gifts. Yeah. Are all the gifts miraculous or just some? Did some cease? Did some not? This is going to be spicy. Who is Christ? Was he just a nice guy or is he the savior, the messiah? Nice. That kind of stuff. Atonement, resurrection, Ooh. election. Election. Yeah. Uh-oh, Calvinism, Arminianism, was or semi-Pelagianism. Yeah. Justification and adoption. Oh, yeah, this is Sex good stuff. we got some good stuff so coming. So there's debates. I mean, I should pull out the... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who... John Piper and... I'm trying to think who these two guys were debating. N.T. Wright were debating justification. Oh, yeah. So this, this stuff happens. I mean, these, they had two different opinions. We've got the church stuff coming up, baptizing. Ba- we need to get a ah, baptism. We need to get a Presbyterian yeah. on with us yeah. to talk about baptizing babies, sure. not baptizing babies, mode of baptism. Yeah. Um, these are the landmines in systematic theology that we sometimes dance around. End times. Oh, send us all your end times. Yeah. Prophetic issues. I hope we just get bombarded with stuff. It'd be nice. It would be helpful to know what the landmines really are. We have yeah. a good idea, but maybe there's some things there's we haven't heard. There's some that we miss. What you are know? your favorite, like... These are the things you debate with your friends. Yeah. These are the arguments. Or maybe these are just the questions. I don't know yeah. if we can answer them or not, but we'll at least say there's a landmine. Try to figure it out. Tre- tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so go to SaltyBeliever.com, let us know, and uh, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at SaltyBeliever.com.